0: everybody. I have Mariana Hewitt today. She is a beauty and wellness guru, a podcaster, and the co-founder of the very popular skincare brand, Summer Fridays. I'm super excited to have you on today,
1: Mariana. Thank
0: you so much for being a guest.
1: Of course. I'm so happy to be on because I love your meditations. They are amazing. And I appreciate you having me. Thank
0: you so much. I love your love for my meditations. It truly just warms my heart and just makes me so happy because I just love people that are into the same kind of things as I am. And the meditations are are great and powerful and you've shared them with your audience. And I'm just so eternally grateful for
1: that. I feel like I've tried just about every app and type of meditation out there. So when I say like them, it's because it's like Goldilocks. Like I have tried them on, I found what fits and they're great.
0: Thank you so much. And since we're here talking about each other's products, I know I was just about to tell you before we started recording and I was like, no, wait, let's keep this for the episode. I got some of your summer Friday stuff and I honestly I bought everything basically that was like best selling on the website. I was like, I need to try it all. And I've been obsessed. Like I was, oh, I, was I love trying new skincare and I genuinely love the vitamin C serum. I love the, the moisturizer, like the oil free, it's like a gel moisturizer.
1: It's It's amazing.
0: Real. It's unreal. Thank you so
1: much. And I feel like you travel a lot. So jet lag mask is great for you because I'm sure you're jet lagged and tired from all the things you do.
0: Yes. I actually put on the jet lag mask like overnight and as an eye cream the next day too. Cause I know you, you mentioned that on your socials and it's the most hydrating, delicious thing ever.
1: It really is. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it.
0: No, of course. So everyone go check out Summer Fridays. It's such a nice brand. And I want to talk all about that. But before we begin, I'm sure everyone has heard of you on this podcast. You are an amazing, I guess, you know, I hate the word influencer. We all kind of do at this point, but you are a beauty wellness guru. You have a huge social media following. And I want to talk about how you like kind of started in this industry. Did you always know that You wanted to be a digital creator. Did you know you wanted to create products in the future? What like, kind of, I guess, elevator pitch, what brought you to where you are today?
1: Well, I am old, so I'm 35. So there is no... (laughs) Well, in the world of like living my life as an influencer, it feels like I am on the older end because there was no trying to become a digital content creator influencer when I started. There was really only a handful of people who were even bloggers or influencers, or influencer wasn't even a word at the time. Um, they were either you were a YouTuber or you were a blogger. And there was really only a few people. So when I started doing it, I didn't even know that it being a career was possible. But I went to school. I wanted to grow up to be like Oprah. I was working in PR first. And then as a TV host and all of the skills that I had from work, I could put into a digital platform. So instead of having a show on a TV channel, I had a show on YouTube and I could create content with my own audience and my own network. And so... It was always the things I knew I wanted to do when I grew up, but it's just in a different avenue. So I still get to share the things that I love and talk to an audience and talk to people and build community. But instead of being on a TV show, it's just a show by myself. (laughs) Um, So it was always what I thought I was going to do, but it wasn't even possible growing up. And I feel like it's just ever-changing So fast. I feel like even like every year, there's like a new app or platform or type of influencer that comes out. And there are so many opportunities. And I love that now because when I started out, we didn't really know that this was possible. But now you see there's so many different types of people, regardless of industry, who can have a really strong social platform and turn it into a business.
0: Yeah, it's fascinating. It really is. So where do you think social media is going? Just out of curiosity, I love people. I love asking people this, especially creators in the space. Like, do you think, you know, TikTok's going to take over? Do you think Instagram is still alive? Like what's, what are your thoughts with the future of it all?
1: I think Instagram is not going anywhere. Um, like the Facebook company now, Meta, is too big of a business for it to go anywhere. So I think they will continue to evolve and grow. You know, it started as a photo sharing app and then they added Instagram stories and video content and now shopping and reels. And so I think there is a different type of content on there, regardless of like what you like to see and you can explore as much as you want. Um, TikTok is amazing. And I don't think TikTok is going anywhere. I spend so much time on TikTok every day. I love it. I really love it for the discoverability. That's actually how I found you was because I saw a video on my For You page of a girl talking about her walking meditation. And I was like, What is this? Then she shared you. Then I followed you on Instagram. Then I saw you launched your app. And if you're only following the people that you know on Instagram or people that you follow, how are you ever finding anything new? But I feel like other platforms help drive more followers, you know, cross promote them, whether it's YouTube or Instagram. And so I don't think the business of social is going anywhere. I think it just continues to evolve. And I love seeing just like more and more creators every day taking their careers into their own hands.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I love that story. I know the creator that tagged me, Kiki, um, she's really sweet. And uh, it's such a small world. Like it's absolutely wild how you know, one video can go out. And and so many of my friends also saw it from all over the world. Like, it's it's really crazy. So yeah, I think TikTok's great, like you said, for discoverability. But yeah, Instagram needs to get better at that because I think that's their one downfall right now. That's just not good for discovering new people.
1: I know. I think they just need to figure out a way where it's like like I don't know if you were on Instagram when it first came out in like 2000 I would say like 2013 they had the popular page this was like before the explore page it's kind of like TikTok's for you page now where you could post a picture on your Instagram feed and it could go viral and end up on this popular page and every time it did you could get like a thousand followers so you would want to keep posting because you want to get on the explore page to get more people and that's how myself and so many other creators really started to grow in the early days of Instagram and then they kind of changed it and then they took it to the explore page. And then it was different than what it is now, but it really helped so many of us now, almost a decade ago. It was like eight years ago. Um, so it's really different. But I would love that because I love finding new people to follow.
0: Yeah, absolutely, me too. And um, you know, we had so many questions from the listeners as well about social media because you're kind of the social media queen. Everything you post is just so perfectly aesthetic but also adds a lot of value. So I'm going to kind of weave in these questions as we talk because I'm also so curious. Do you have a manager for your socials or do you do it all yourself? Like how how do you kind of manage running a huge business, having your own personal brand, having a podcast, and also posting a perfect cohesive feed on Instagram.
1: (laughs) So I actually do my Instagram all by myself. And I have tried before to have somebody help me with it, but it just didn't feel the same. And I wanted to do it before because I was like, what was happening is I get so many like tag pictures or tagged on summer Fridays. I wanted to really be able to engage with everyone. But I felt like I was missing out something doing it myself and so I did try for a little bit and it just wasn't for me. I will say it is very time consuming to do myself, but it's something that's like it's so personal to me. Like I don't want to miss those messages. Like if you DM me, I want to be able to write you back. I want you to know it's coming from me if I like your picture or comment on it or reply to your story. It is really me engaging with you. And if somebody else is managing that, I feel like it's fine from a brand page but not on like a personal page and so I still post every single story myself I post every feed picture myself I tag every link and every brand like it's really me doing it um as far as stories I don't really post in real time so I generally wait till I leave a place and then I'll post afterwards so if I'm out to eat at a restaurant instead of Posting in real time and taking away from the meal I'm having with someone, I'll take an Instagram story, I save it, and then I put my phone back away. And then once I'm home or later, or even the next day, I'll go back, I'll go through all the pictures that I saved, and then I'll post all my stories at once. So I'm actually just sitting down doing it because it is a balance of trying to be present in the things that I'm doing with the people I care about or whatever I'm experiencing, but also taking content and sharing it because it is such a huge part, if not all, of the job that I do as an influencer. And so I think the boundaries of social, personal time management is a learning process for me, um, but it is important for me to be present. And so even like last night, I went to like a pop-up for something. I took a bunch of pictures and videos and I waited 12 hours and posted it, which is fine. And the stories are up today. And I think that's a great way to capture content, but not take you out of the moment.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Not take you out of the moment, but then also for your personal safety. You know, like you, it's kind of a good feeling yes, knowing that, that people don't know where you are at all times. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. So that's good to know. And and I would love to, I, I feel like you are such an organized human. Um, I want to know about how you stay organized as an entrepreneur, as someone that has so many different moving plates at once. How do you stay organized? Do you wake up early? Do you have, you know, like what kind of uh, calendar tools do you use? Like, I would just love to pick your brain about this because you seem so good at keeping it all together and doing a lot at the same
1: time. So this is a work in progress for me, but I'm always trying to hack and organize and make my life the most productive it can be. So I think if I had one job, maybe it would be easier to manage. But because I have so many different moving parts and different teams of people, it is really on me to be as organized as I can. And so um, I have a podcast also. And through my podcast, I kept interviewing all these highly productive people. And I'm like, all of these people have different jobs or companies. They're also mothers on top of it. I'm like, how do they do all of these things? Because there's got to be something to learn from them. So I've picked up a few things from people along the way. And I will talk you through my whole schedule right now, which is a little bit crazy, but it works for me. And I've tested and tried different things. So for me having a morning routine is so important. And I know everybody talks about a morning routine. And if a morning is not your thing, that's okay. Maybe your nighttime routine is for you. Don't force yourself to be a morning person if you really aren't. For me, that's when I can do the things that make me feel my best to attack everything I have to do that day. So I choose to wake up early to do my morning routine, which takes me an hour to do. Because if I don't do it, I feel really frazzled throughout the rest of my day. So I wake up, The first thing I do is um, I go stretch and move my body. I feel really good when I just start moving around first because I'm just stiff from like sleeping and laying in bed just to like wake my body up. Then I go sit on my couch. I do a 15, 20-minute meditation every single day. Meditation for me is not magic. It's not like I did this one thing and instantly I'm like this better person. It is a daily practice and habit that I have to do every single day. Some days I feel amazing after, some days I don't feel anything, but the days that I don't do it, I can feel how it affected me by not doing it. So it was like the days that I do it, I'm calmer throughout my day. If I don't do it, I just feel like really rushed and like a little bit on edge. So I need that time because basically from then until the rest of the day, I am actively doing something. I'm actively on my computer, on my phone or speaking or on a call or writing an email or doing something. And I need that time to not do anything and then i write in my gratitude journal i like to start my day with a gratitude mindset because i like to go into the things that i have to do that day as i get to do these things i don't have to do these things like i am so fortunate and grateful that i have a busy schedule that i have to go through these things in my life and i don't ever want to be like oh oh i did this meeting this call it's like no like you dreamed of being able to work with this brand or this retailer like you get to do these things so like let's be grateful for that and then after that, I read. So I try to read one chapter of a book in the morning that is um, nonfiction. So something that's helpful. Right now, I'm reading a book about um, procrastination and productivity just to figure out what I can do in my life to procrastinate less. Then that takes me about an hour. I make a coffee, I shower. And then that's when I look at my phone and social media. So for the first hour, I'm not like looking or opening Instagram. I have my social media apps like locked on my screen so that I'm not looking at them because Jay Shetty was on my podcast and he said, if you open up your eyes in the morning, the first thing you do is you open your phone and you got all these DMs or text messages or whatever. It's like letting 50 people into your bedroom when you first open your eyes. And I was like, wow that's right. Like sometimes all of a sudden you open and then there's like news, whether it's good news, bad news, overwhelming information. And all of a sudden you're flooded with all of this stuff before you even get to start your day yourself. Um, so that's my morning routine. I know that was a long explanation. Um, but that really sets me up for the rest of the day.
0: Yeah. And then you were talking that was about amazing. <laughs> I just, I I that. I know that was a long no, one, no, no, no. It- I love that thing that you just mentioned that Jay Shetty said, because that's so true. I, I totally resonate, totally resonate.
1: And I feel like we don't think about that sometimes, but like even one of my friends, she was telling me, she was like, yeah, I did that the other day. Actually. She's like, I opened my phone and two different people had posted about some like a hydration powder for your drink. And one person had posted how you should have the ones with sugar. And the other one posted that you should have the ones with sodium. And she happened to see the two posts back to back and she drinks them every day. And she was like, all of a sudden I woke up and I was I didn't even mean to look at it, but this was the information that I saw. And then I started panicking about which is the right thing I'm supposed to have. And she was like, I didn't even get a chance to wake up yet. And I'm already like stressed about if I'm having the right (laughs) thing to drink. And so I really try to be mindful about it. Um, And like, I'll take a glance at my text message just to make sure like nothing urgent has come in. And then as far as like my day goes, um, one of the things, I know this doesn't work for everybody. So if you have like a specific job this wouldn't work for you. But if you are like an entrepreneur or a creator or self-employed, this works for us because we have crazy schedules. So I batch each type of day with a different type of task so that what was happening before I was trying to like switch my brain between tasks. And it was too difficult for me to go from email to recording, to shooting content, to like doing something else. And so Monday for me is my summer Fridays heavy day where I do like meetings, Zooms, calls, anything that requires Lauren and I to do something together. Um, Tuesday is all about podcasts for me. So I record episodes um, for my podcast. I record for other people's. I prep for episodes, edit, research guests, do everything I need to do on that day. So that's like my focus for the entire day. Like my mindset is just thinking about podcasts. Wednesday, I create content. So I know that day I have to like get up, do my hair and makeup and get ready. And I'm still posting Instagram stories every single day. Thursday, I leave open to creative. Um, Friday, I don't do any calls. I don't do any meetings because I just need that day to myself to like not have anything scheduled so I can just freely do the things I need to for work that day. And then I don't work on the weekends. Sometimes things comes up, there's like an event or something or I have to shoot something. And so there's always exceptions, but I try my hardest to really give myself that weekend because I don't believe that you have to burn yourself out and like be grinding seven days a week and be exhausted to be successful. I think you can be really, really productive and focused in your five days of the work or for your four-day work week, whatever you choose to do, and then leave that weekend to rest and recharge because I'm actually better at my job on Monday because I took that weekend off for myself.
0: Yeah. hundred percent rest is productive. And I, I, I totally feel you. I used to not think it was, but having that kind of, of schedule just helps you focus more. And, um, it's very inspiring to hear. So thank you for sharing that. Do you have a night routine? Um, I would love to hear about that. Do you wind down in a certain way? What helps you relax before bed and sleep good?
1: So for nighttime, I like to start getting ready for bed at a certain time. And I do like my nighttime skincare routine and just like enjoy the products that I'm using. And usually this is when we're um, working on products and development. So I'm usually testing or trying something. So when I'm doing my skincare, I'm actually like giving feedback and thinking of stuff. So what I'll do is I just have like a notes app in my phone and I'll write like, I like how this felt, this felt like this, let's adjust this texture or this color or whatever it is. And so I'm in kind of like a work mode still when I'm doing my skincare at night because I want to use it genuinely, like how I would use it in my routine, not just like wash my face and go test it in the middle of the day. Like, how does it really fit in with my other products? Um, And then I usually drink um, some sort of magnesium powder. Either I, I like the one from Moon Juice or Calm. So I'll have that a little bit before I go to bed. I always have a cup of peppermint tea. And then I try not to look at my phone for about a half an hour before I go to sleep. And then at night, I'll read a chapter or until I get sleepy of a fiction book. Um, and I found that I didn't like reading nonfiction before I went to bed because it got my mind like kind of working. And I didn't want to think I just wanted to like escape and be reading like a nice story and not be looking at my phone. So I don't I just like go on like Amazon. I have my Kindle and I just like look at whatever books are trending and I just download books and then I'll just read them. I just want something like fun and passive to do. And then I sleep every night with my aura ring. I'm obsessed with the stats of it. I like to know the quality of sleep I got, how much I slept, my trends. Did I have wake ups? If I did, why did I wake up? Was I did I drink coffee too late? Um, was I working too late or looking at my screen? Was there a reason why I had an uninterrupted sleep? Because sleep is so important and I need to be well-rested for everything that I do. And so for me, I aim to get about seven and a half hours of sleep every night. My average right now is like seven hours and 16 minutes. So it varies, but I love, and I'm I'm obsessed with it. They actually just came out with a new aura ring that you can wear day and night. So it tracks stuff, not only at night, but during the day. And um, one night I was like, I was having anxiety like in a dream and the aura ring read that my heart rate was elevated while I was sleeping. And so it was so interesting to see that stat. And actually when I first started meditating, my ring would read it as sleep because when I was meditating, I was so calm and relaxed that even though I was awake, my ring read my stats as sleep. And I was like, that's what I knew meditation was working for me because it really was getting me into being such a relaxed state that it was almost like I was having like a little nap, even though I was sitting up and fully awake.
0: That's amazing! Oh, I need to get one of these. I've never used the aura ring. I've seen it around, but I oh my gosh, you have to get the it. new one. You have okay. to get the new
1: one. It's amazing. I love it. I have a gold one and a silver one, and I like buy them as gifts for other people. And every, it's like something you don't think to get for yourself, but I think you'd be so interested. And now, I think the new one tracks like your workouts and your steps, and it can track your heartbeat. It can t- it can track even for women, um, your temperature. So like if you're ovulating or mm. you have your you know that time of the month, it helps you even have all of the extra data as well. And sometimes you do need that. And, or if somebody is trying to get pregnant and they want to figure out what their temperature is to adjust for like when they're ovulating and they're like, okay, my temperature rose by 0.2, you have that information now. And I love when technology is used for good.
0: Yes. Oh, okay. I love this. I need to buy one. Or do they look cute? Like, do you wear them during the yes, day? Yes, <laughs> I always have
1: them Like you'll probably notice like if I'm talking with my hands in like an Instagram story, I'm always, even though it's f- for night, the one that I had before, not the new one, I was wearing it during the day anyway. Cause I just like wear it and I'm so like comfortable with it and you'll love it. I know that you will, because like of everything that you do, you'll just find it so interesting. And I think it's interesting too, to see like, okay, if I am changing something in my morning or nighttime routine, how is it affecting my sleep or how is it affecting my day? And for me, like I always try to aim to get the highest sleep score and it kind of works with like your circadian rhythm too. So it will tell you, you get your best sleep if you go to sleep between these hours. So it will start to learn your habits and then you'll start to say, okay, it is better for me to go to bed at this time. And it'll kind of like alert you like that it's time to go to sleep.
0: Okay. I'm buying one. That's amazing. Amazing. I love this. So do you have any other kind of like wellness hacks for the audience? Like anything else you swear by, um, whether it's a product or something you read in a book, like a a thought, what, like tell me your top wellness beliefs and your top wellness, um, I guess, products as well. Just like everything.
1: I believe in investing in your health. And I think... There is no quick fix to our bodies, right? And in my gratitude journal every day, a phrase that I usually write to myself is like, I am so grateful for my body and my mobility, my immune system, my good health, my five senses, my mind, body, and soul. And I am, I tell myself, I talk to myself, like, thank you so much. Like, thank you, body. Thank you for my mobility. Cause you don't really realize that your body's doing all these great things for you until you don't feel good or something's not working. And I wanna thank my body for those things in between. And um, I had gone through like digestive issues when I was in college and I was so stressed out that I gave myself a stomach ulcer. And there's not really a cure for it except for just to like rest and heal. And I think it's, you have to just think like, okay, if you are stressed and the way that you overwork is really adjusting, you're like fixing your body or doing something in a certain way, like what can I do to take care of my body? And so, um, for me, the gut is really important. I know people talk about gut health all the time, but it really is related to so many other things. And I chose to invest in working with a functional medicine doctor to figure out what was working on with my body. If you don't want to make that large of an investment, um, there are really great at-home tests that you can do where you just prick your finger or you can spit into something and send it off. There's a lot of different places online and you can get back information. Um, So there's that way if you want to do like the lower end of the spectrum as far as costs. On the higher end would be working with a functional medicine doctor. I took like so much blood. I did all of these tests because I was like, What happened was uh, during when COVID was happening, I was like, you know, I want to take care of my body the best that I can, because there is so much that happens in the world that we cannot control. But what I can control is I want to do my best at. And so I was like, I don't know why I'm bloating and my skin. I have these issues and my eyebrows are thinning on the outside corner. And I felt like my thyroid was low because my mom has an underactive thyroid. I went to my normal doctor, she tested it and she's like, I don't, there's nothing wrong here. You're completely normal. But I just felt in my body. I just knew it. I was like, I know that it's not, I know that it's underactive. Like it just feels a little bit slow. I've read the symptoms. My mom has it. It's genetic. And with a functional medicine doctor, their range when they're doing these tests are a different type of range. So when you go to normal doctor, and I'm not a doctor, so I'm just like kind of repeating what's been told to me. But um, when you go to your normal doctor, their range is being tested of people who have issues. So if you're looking at this range, of course, it might seem like you're normal because the testing group is basically people who already have an issue. But when you're going to a functional medicine doctor, they're looking at a range of people who yes, have the issue, but people who are also coming to them that are normal. So the range is more accurate. This is how that book the doctor explained it to me. I, so I totally on that understand
0: r- it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And so on that range, the doctor was like, "You actually are underactive, and there's things we could be doing for this." And then it's, I was like, "Okay, well, what can I do?" And he's like, "Well, actually, it starts with the gut." And I was like, "Oh, of course." And he's like, "So we have to fix the gut because then if you if you don't have." problems in your gut and you don't have a leaky gut, then it doesn't then go into other parts of your body then could be affecting your thyroid or affecting your hair or your skin and all of these other things. And so, um, working with a functional medicine doctor was an investment for me, but I felt like it was an investment for my lifetime and finding the foods that agreed with me and didn't agree with me. And for everyone, those are different, but you could think like a vegetable, like let's say it's cauliflower. It's amazing. Cauliflower rice is just a great alternative to rice. Like you should be having it. But if your body doesn't agree with cauliflower, then that's, then maybe just like normal rice is better for you of like whatever foods work best for you individually, but you don't really know until you try an elimination diet and like start adding things back in slowly. And so for me, I took the time to really eliminate all the foods and add in things um one at a time and kind of figure out what worked for me. And now I feel like I have more food freedom than ever. I can eat the foods that I want. I can eat more of the foods that I want because I thought before, oh, well, I heard this one you're not supposed to eat, or this thing you're not supposed to eat. And that's actually not what worked for me. And what works for me now is having more food and eating more of these things. Um, so I think that was like one of the biggest wellness things for me that made such a huge difference. Yeah. Thank
0: you for sharing that. That's so cool to hear, and you're so right. the bio individuality thing is so real, different ways of eating different diets it's it really just varies from person to person what works for them. I have a friend who eats very, very high carb low fat vegan, and she like eats like a crate of dates in one sitting, and she's totally fine and loves it and thrives in that way. but I would never be able to do that, um, with all the, you know, the sugar and, and my body just works way better on a more protein rich, um, more paleo style diet. So, and that's how I, I thrive and I've tried both. And it's so interesting to hear from other people that, that think the same, because it really is like, we're all different. We all thrive in different, in different ways. And that's such a great tip is really just to get to the root cause, I love that, so talking about food and and body, I actually had loads of questions um come in for you on my Instagram about weight loss and maintaining your goal body. You're looking amazing, you've shared on your Instagram. um I think it was a before and after photo of when you were doing Pilates, but you also just look like absolutely unreal, and everyone's noticing how did you get to your current healthiest body, and do you have any tips for people
1: that are still kind of on that journey? Uh, it goes back to what I was just saying with the functional medicine doctor, so. I don't want to or ever think people should just be on diets and be trying to lose weight. I think you should find the best foods that work for you. And if you are going through your food and wellness journey and you're trying to figure out whatever it is, I think working with somebody to try to figure out what foods are irritating me, like, is there a reason why I don't feel good? Is there a reason why I'm breaking out or bloating, or don't feel full enough between meals. And um, Dr. Will Cole is who I work with. And he has an amazing book called The Inflammation Spectrum. And so if you don't want to work with a functional medicine doctor, there are phases in here of like how to phase out different foods and introduce things back into your body. And um, I think for me, there is no quick fix. There is no do this for a week and then this happens. It's a choice to eat a certain way to make you feel your best uh, with foods that are good. And now I was saying I have more food freedom than ever because I really do feel like I'm eating so much food. I eat all the foods that I love and I feel great. And it was really doing that consistently, eating enough vegetables, which I feel like is my hardest thing, drinking enough water and working out. Like there is no quick fix other than just making it a part of your lifestyle and finding the things for you that you actually enjoy doing like i love pilates before i think i was trying to go to all these like hit workouts and i think my body was just more stressed and didn't like it and it wasn't working for me and i dreaded going but i enjoy pilates i enjoy low impact things that move my body and tone my body to be strong, to feel good um, and eat in a way where I am having delicious, yummy filling foods without feeling like I have to deprive myself because I never want to do that.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Okay. So let's see what other questions we have. I had two people actually ask, how do you deal with haters online? Like, how do you deal Um, with people that, that don't, that don't agree with what you you know, talk about or just people online that are bitter? Do you kind of just, you know, block and delete, let that, let that go? Or, um, like, what are your thoughts on that?
1: I think it's really difficult. And I think no one, regardless of how thick your skin is, it's never nice for someone to just like be outright mean to you. And I hope that as more people get on social and maybe they have their own following, they realize like what you say online to other people is really hurtful and that you should be so kind to people. You should treat them with respect. You should not write mean things to them because it can really affect people in a negative way. And it might just be some mean comment that you left and then you went about your day, but your mean comment could really stick with someone, not just for the day or week or month, but it could stick with them for years, especially if you're attacking somebody on something about them personally, and it could be an insecurity of theirs. And so it really hurts my heart to see younger people having to deal with this, especially the the girls on TikTok who just rose to fame really fast. I think if you've been online for a while and you grew slowly, you kind of, you know, had a thousand followers, 10,000 followers, and maybe like you started slowly growing to have more people who are not so nice to you. But if you are someone you're 16 and all of a sudden you got a million followers on TikTok in a year there was no growth of getting accustomed to having people be mean to you and so all of a sudden you're inundated with negativity and you know if you're younger at any age, it's difficult, but I think if you're younger, it can be really hurtful and damaging. And I saw a girl the other day on TikTok, and she's like, I stopped posting because every time I opened my video, my videos, she was like, I was just posting stuff that I loved and that made me happy. And people were so mean to me. And I could tell how visibly upset she was in here. And so if you're listening to this, if you are thinking something negative or whatever, don't comment on it. Just think it to yourself or don't think about it at all. Because it really can affect people and like the mental health of things. Like, I saw Lizzo posted this the other day, and she was saying, you know, like, we know now, like, looking back, like, how the press and paparazzi treated Britney Spears was not nice and it drove her to a really bad place. But people having social media profiles online and doing the same thing to people can cause that same effect in somebody else. And so, just treat other people with kindness. And if you're someone who's experiencing these things, if you need to just log off or don't look at your comments um, because it is really hurtful and it, it is so hard, even if you know it's not true to read something like that. And it's just, it's the bad part of being on social and technology that I wish didn't exist.
0: Mm-hmm. I couldn't agree more. And you know what they say, what someone says about you says more about them than it says about you. It's just a reflection of someone else being unhappy. So that's always something I, I like to say as well. Um, so I would love to kind of wrap this up with um, your top favorite products from Summer Fridays, your skincare line, and anything else that you're kind of working on at the moment that you'd like to share with the
1: audience. So I would say if you are new to summer Fridays, definitely try our jet lag mask. It's our first product, um, bestseller. It's amazing. You can use it as a moisturizer, eye cream, uh, overnight mask. It's incredible. It comes in full and mini size. It's amazing. Um, our vitamin C serum is great. It helps with hyperpigmentation and dark spots. It's also really hydrating on the skin. It'll give you that instant glow. You can use it every morning in your skincare routine. Uh, or if you don't want to try a skincare specific product, um, our lip butter bomb is, the best. It is the best lip balm ever. It comes in um, two different colors and shades and one limited edition for the holidays. Um, That's all available at summerfridays.com and at Sephora. If you're international, Cult Beauty, Revolve, net a Porte, Selfridges, uh, there's a million places where you can find it. And then outside of Summer Fridays, I cannot live without my Dyson Airwrap. It is the best ever. I cannot do my hair without it. Everyone's like, is it worth it? And it absolutely is. It's a little bit of a learning curve trying to figure out how to use it. But once you do, it's like a game changer for your hair. And then, um, a wellness one that I'll share. It was the moon juice, um, magnesium powder. I really love my aura ring. I am obsessed with. And another one would be, um, let's see another one that I love, uh, outside of summer Fridays. Oh, uh, sorry. one second. second. Let me just think. <laughs> oh, okay. the seed probiotics are amazing. I love them.
0: Yes, those are great. I actually love the Dyson Airwrap too. It's, it's unreal. I was really debating getting it for so long because I was like, do I really want to spend 600 bucks on, you know, a hairdryer? Like, but then I did it and it was worth every single penny. So it's amazing.
1: (laughs) It is amazing. So where can everyone find you and check out your podcast and your socials? You guys can follow me at Mariana underscore Hewitt on Instagram, um, Life with Mariana podcast. I've got new episodes every Tuesday. Um, you guys can find Summer Fridays at Summer Fridays on Instagram and SummerFridays.com. And thank you so much for having me.
0: Yes, you too. Thank you.